From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet, streaming and text at wia.org.au. With just a week to go, we have something new happening at the Wyong Field Day. There will be three roving cameras live streaming video on the day by Bill and Rod from CB Domain and another Bill and Tony from the Fire Up the Wire Facebook group. We believe this is a first for an Australian ham fest. Along with that, all of the lectures, and more about those later, will also be recorded and made available after the event. So, while there will never be anything like actually being at the field day, if you can't be there in person, at least you can watch via the internet. Unfortunately, unless you are at Wyong, you won't be able to buy tickets for the raffle, with three major prizes of an ICOM IC7300 transceiver as the first prize, an ICOM IC2300H transceiver as the second prize, and not forgetting the GME GX400 as the third prize. On to those lectures. So many are planned, in fact, that we now have two lecture rooms running in parallel to cope with the quantity. Plan ahead so you can make it to your favourite lectures. Lecture Stream 1 has a presentation on the Australian Touring HF Club by Ray Palmer, including use of HF Digital. A talk on the historic radio Raven frequency hopping system by Ray Robinson, VK2NO. Brian Clark will enlighten you on how science works. You might think you know why and how things work, but do you really? A talk on space weather and how it affects aviation will be given by Vikal Kumar from the Australian BOM's Space Weather Services Department. David Rowe will update us on the latest improvements in the FreeDB HF digital voice mode software. And Lecture Stream 2 has Lindsay Harvey talking about the new MMDVM digital mode interface, including how easy it is to cross the various digital voice system borders. Cameron McKay will cover all you need to know about satellite telemetry and CubeSats. As another special this year, Greg, VK2GX, will be running a Scouts conference at the field day. As well as a good lineup of commercial traders, there has been lots of interest shown in taking part in the car boot sales, so we're looking forward to seeing a lot of good deals on the day. Just remember, as Joe the Gadget Man used to say, bring your money with you. With the handover of licence examinations from the WIA to the AMC, the CCARC regret to announce that they will be unauthorised to perform either training or examination tests at Wyong this year. It is hoped that these services will be back in 2020. For full details about the field day, please refer to the club's webpage at ccarc.org.au and the Facebook page CCARC Wyong Field Day. From the other side of the globe, this is CCARC member Ed, DD5LP, wishing everyone who attends the Wyong Field Day a great experience, and for the volunteers from the Central Coast ARC, my hearty thanks for putting this on for the 61st time. Who knows, I might even make number 62, 73. From the WIA, VK1 WIA. Now this is VK1 WIA, and the news from the Wireless Institute of Australia, for 2019 and for week of February 17. I'm VK4BB, Graham. Julian, VK2YJS, dropped us a note through the week to say, and I quote, There are a range of reasons to obtain a US amateur licence, including for travel. 
As while there are reciprocal arrangements, these do not cater to all users or needs. There's the challenge, or for the CV, and yourself, maybe become a volunteer examiner in the US system. Julian, VK2YJS AG6LE, advised that the OzVE group will be running exams to run such a license at the Wyong Field Day, Feb 24. Now the fee is around Australia $22. This allows one attempt at each of three papers, technician, general and extra. Relevant regulations are integrated into each paper and all must be passed to get the extra. A range of training resources are available. More information can be found on the website veexams.com. Hello from Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey WIA Director and President. Since the announcement that UTAS AMC are the preferred providers, the WIA has begun the process of transitioning out. This process has been documented by the WIA and ACMA and involves the transfer of Commonwealth intellectual property back to the ACMA as per the previous deed and the transition out plan. This material was sent to the ACMA last Friday. This board has been receiving many questions from clubs and assessors and these range from when will the new arrangements come into place, how do you book for an assessment and what will a new assessment process be. The WIA cannot answer any of these questions as of the time of writing this board comment as a new deed had not been signed between the ACMA and UTAS. Inquiries should now be directed to the ACMA who administer exams, certification and all matters relating to call signs and the email address for inquiries is licensing at acma.gov.au Whilst on transitions, last week members would have received an email about the WIA's movement to Google for the email processing system. If you have an email redirect in place but from your at wia.org.au email to your personal email address, then this will remain in place and will be going via the Google Mail system. With these new arrangements come some great member benefits. Members will be able to access the full G Suite range of products and services as part of your membership. There will be further information available on how you access G Suite in the near future once the email transmission has been completed. And this has been Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey, for the WIA National News. In other WIA news, which you can read on the wia.org.au website, is a request written by WIA Secretary Peter Klee, VK8ZZ. With the WIA holding our annual conference and annual general meeting over the weekend of the 24th and 25th of May 2019, and following the AGM, will be two or three technical sessions held at the conference venue on the afternoon of the 25th of May, after lunch. The organising committee of the conference is asking for the submission of abstracts for papers to be presented during these technical sessions. At this early stage, WIA intends two sessions comprising the presentation of four papers each. Additionally, it is intended that an additional two papers will be presented during an Amateur Radio New South Wales Field Day to be held Sunday the 26th of May. Now I hear a couple of would-be new presenters asking, what's an abstract? Well, an abstract is a short document that is intended to capture the interest of a potential reader of your paper. Thus, in a sense, it's a marketing document for your full paper. 
If the abstract is poorly written or if it's boring, then it will not encourage a potential reader to spend the time reading your work. Thus, the first rule of abstract writing is it should engage the reader by telling him or her what your paper's about and why they should read it. Now, you can read the text edition of this, the WIA National News, for a link, which is a great explanation of how to go about writing such a beast. The Secretary, in an additional item on wia.org.au, also has issued a reminder that clubs will have received an email requesting declarations in relation to the public liability insurance for the forthcoming year. Declarations are due now and payments for public liability insurance must be made by the 1st of March 2019 to ensure clubs are covered. So hop to it. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, RAC, NZART, Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. World Radio Day message from UN Secretary General. On the occasion of the 8th World Radio Day on February 13, an annual celebration of radio as a medium hosted by UNESCO, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres shared this message. Radio is a powerful tool. Even in today's world of digital communications, radio reaches more people than any other media platform. It conveys vital information and raises awareness on important issues. And it is a personal, interactive platform where people can air their views, concerns and grievances. Radio can create a community. For the United Nations, especially our peacekeeping operations, radio is a vital way of informing, reuniting and empowering people affected by war. On this World Radio Day, let us recognise the power of radio to promote dialogue, tolerance and peace. Thank you. News from Romania. Ham Radio finds Romania has adopted a new law defining sanction measures relating to radio communication, including amateur radio. The law was published in the December 27, 2018 edition of the Official Gazette. The level of fines stipulated ranges from around $700 to $2,500 depending on the contravention. In France, mandatory ham radio ERP declaration. French radio amateurs have to declare to the regulator ANFR their effective radiated power, ERP, if it is higher than 5 watts. The decree relative to the conditions of implantation of certain installations and radio stations obliges HAMS in its Article 9 to declare effective radiated power if it's higher than 5 watts. The radio installations of radio amateurs established pursuant to Article L 33-3 of the above-mentioned code, whose effective radiated power is greater than 5 watts, are declared by the operator to the National Frequency Agency within two months from the date of their installation. The information declared is the WGS-84 geographical coordinates of the radio installation, the maximum effective radiated power in HF, VHF, UHF and SHF. AMSAT Francophone Satellite Design and Operation Survey. 
AMSAT-F has launched an online survey to ask how current satellite users operate and what would they expect from satellite designers. Christophe Mercier, AMSAT-F president, wrote, Satellite nano-satellite project managers often wish to use amateur radio frequencies for educational and outreach purposes. The amateur radio community thus offers them a tremendous potential for monitoring their fragile conception. They often ask what kind of amateur radio experience would be interesting on board a CubeSat or what services they could provide with their communication systems. The answer can be simple, a transponder, but these designers would like to bring novelty and innovation. News from the USA. ARRL is undertaking a new initiative to provide online educational opportunities to a broad range of radio amateurs. The Lifelong Learning Initiative will seek to provide a series of learning tracks that will serve the needs of the various interest groups within the amateur radio community. While designed for everyone with an interest in learning more about amateur radio, the Lifelong Learning Initiative will initially focus on creating online learning opportunities for new and newer hams, a segment of the amateur radio community desperately searching for educational and instructional resources. The ARRL Board of Directors set the Lifelong Learning Initiative in motion, endorsing and funding the program and approving the hiring of advertising agency Mints Plus Hoke to work with ARRL in building this learning environment. Mints Plus Hoke will conduct the research necessary to identify the different educational needs within the broader amateur radio community. A news out of Siberia, World Magnetic Model Updated. National Centres for Environmental Information Scientists have updated the World Magnetic Model Mid-Cycle as Earth's northern magnetic pole has begun shifting quickly away from the Canadian Arctic towards Siberia, an NCEI reporter said. The new model more accurately represents the change of the magnetic field since 2015. The alteration could have an impact on government, industry and consumer electronics. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1WIA. Ahead of VK4FUQ and ham radio operational news, Steve Ireland, VK6VZ, penned an email this week to say that an oldie but goodie is back on the contest calendar soon. It's the RSGB's Commonwealth Contest. The RSGB's Commonwealth Contest is one of the oldest radio contests in existence, having first been run back in 1931 when it was known as the British Empire Radio Week and lasted for six days. All those countries that were part of the British Empire, including Australia, of course, were invited to participate. And while the sun set several decades ago on the empire, strong ties still exist between the countries that once were part of it and the contest still exists, but in a much shorter format. British Empire Radio Week became the 24-hour British Empire Radio Union contest in 1935. Then, 41 years later in 1976, BERU morphed into the Commonwealth contest. This year, the contest is 82 years old. It takes place March 9-10, from 1000 to 1000 UTC. All operation is on CW, and you can find the rules at the RSGB HF contest site. As some will be aware these days, the Commonwealth Contest has a team section, and Australia is the current Commonwealth champion, with our two five-person teams finishing first and third respectively last year. 
The team contest started in 2007 where the teams taking part reflected those that took part in the 2007 Cricket World Cup. The stations that form the two Australian teams taking place in 2019 are Kevin VK6LW, John VK4CT, Barry 2BJ, Steve 6VZ, Alan 2GR, Alan VK7BO, Alan VK4SN, Patrick 2PN, Steve 3JA and Brian VK3MI. In addition, there should be five Wireless Institute of Australia headquarters stations, consisting of VK2WIA, VK3WIA, VK4WIA, VK5WIA and VK6WIA. Volunteering to operate headquarters stations for as long as they can are VK2IR, VK4TT, VK5GR and VK6RZ. In order to make the best possible score, it's important for each member of the Australian squad to work as many bonus stations as possible. Each Australian state counts as a separate call area on each band, and the first three contacts made with each Australian state, other than their own on each band, each earns a vital 20 bonus points. So please join in and work the Aussie team. And for those who'd like to enter, free software logging program called SD can be used. Now, I know that might sound a little confusing over HF, but just read the text edition. You'll find all the info there for this year's Commonwealth Contest. And with more contest news, it's up to Ingham and Felix. Fist Club CW Contest, 16th February. Amateur Radio Ferry Contest, Sunday, March 10. WA John Moore Memorial Field Day, 16, 17, March 2019. 20th Harangel Memorial Sprint, May 4. Trans-Tasman Low Band Contest, July 20. VK Remembrance Day Contest is August 17 and 18. Radio Images of Canada is pleased to announce the support of the Canadian National Parks on the Air event, which will be held all of 2019. Radio Images Worldwide will have an opportunity to operate portably from any of Canada's 48 national parks and 171 national historic sites. These are activators. Amateurs around the world will be able to chase these adventurous operators in an effort to confirm most QSOs. These are chases. Activity for activators and chases will be tracked on a dedicated website, and real-time leaderboard and other statistics will be available throughout the year. Activators and chases will be able to compete for and collect online awards and certificates created specifically for the event. Why not join the fun and plan a visit to one of Canada's beautiful parks and historic sites? Austria World Radio Day Members of the International Amateur Radio Contest DX Club, ARCDXC, 4U1A, are active with the special call sign 4UOR from the Vienna International Centre, Austria, for World Radio Day, February 13th until February 28th. Activity on the various HF bands using CW and SSB. QSL via the Bureau. Listen up, using an SDR. Quattro Oscar 100 web receiver, now live. The BATC and MSAT UK 10 GHz narrowband web SDR and wideband spectrum viewer for the amateur transponders on the ES Hale 2 geosynchronous satellite are now available online. Quattro Oscar 100 is the first geostationary amateur radio transponder, a joint project between the Quattro Satellite Company, the Quattro Amateur Radio Society and MSAT Deutschland which provided the technical lead. Oscar 100 is hosted on ES, L2, a broadcast transponder satellite now in geostationary orbit at 25.9 degrees east. 
in cooperation with MSET UK, the British Amateur Television Club will be operating a web SDR for the narrowband segment and a spectrum viewer for the wideband DATV segment. Goon Hilly Earth Station is supporting the project, providing hosting for the ground station facility at their world-famous site in Cornwall, UK. Special call signs in the RSGB Cricket World Cup Radio Marathon. The Radio Society of Great Britain is organising an international amateur radio marathon on the HF bands to celebrate the International Cricket Council Cricket World Cup, which is being held in England and Wales between 30th of May and 14th July 2019. From the UK, they will activate 31 special call signs, including 11 for the famous cricket grounds that will be used in England and Wales, and 10 for the teams that are participating. The UK call signs will have the prefix GB19 with a two or three letter suffix. Through the DX window, HS55 RAST is active until the 31st of March in celebration of the 55th anniversary of the Radio Amateur Society of Thailand. QSL via H55NMF. CW85LABRE will be active until the 31st of March to celebrate the 85th anniversary of Brazil's IARU member society. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FU Queeningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hi, I'm Bruce, VK3FFF from sunny Bendigo. Worldwide Special Interest Group News, ATV. KG4AKV's Spacecom's YouTube channel, Building a Ground Station. John Breer, KG4AKV, has updated his Spacecom's YouTube channel with three videos showing how he built his amateur satellite ground station. The videos, originally presented as a live stream, take viewers through his process to build a satellite ground station with a Yaesu G5500 rotor, M2 Leo pack antenna and an ICOM IC910H. You can subscribe to John's Spacecom's YouTube channel to receive notices when new videos are posted. Just read the text edition of this news on wia.org.au. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. AO85 turned off due to return of eclipses and poor battery condition. On February 6, 2019, AO85 was commanded off until further notice due to the return of eclipses and poor battery condition, as noted by Mark Hammond, N8MH control operator. The next full illumination periods without eclipses for AO85 will be June 7th to 19th and early September 2019. ISS packet operations resume on 145825 MHz. ARIS reports that the replacement packet module was installed by the ISS crew during their off-duty time. APRS and UI message digipeating have been reported on the usual 145.825 MHz frequency. Worldwide special interest groups 
Internet, the ham's domain. New campaign exploiting Linux servers to insert backdoor speak-up Trojan. A new backdoor Linux-based operating system Trojan, dubbed SpeakUp, is on the loose, although so far it does not appear to have propagated to North America or Europe. Research team Checkpoint Research recently reported the discovery and said SpeakUp exploits known vulnerabilities in six separate Linux distributions and is able to evade all security vendors. Some radio amateurs use various forms of Linux, including the popular Ubuntu software, which includes ham radio apps. The attack is gaining momentum and targeting servers in East Asia and Latin America, including Amazon Web Services hosted machines, the Checkpoint Research article said. SpeakUp acts to propagate internally within the infected subnet and beyond to new IP ranges, exploiting remote code execution vulnerabilities. In addition, SpeakUp presented the ability to infect Mac devices with the undetected backdoor. Worldwide special interest groups, radio amateur young timers. Student from St. Paul's School, Rajkot, receives ISS SSTV. 14-year-old Snello Vagadia, VU3WHO, successfully received his first slow-scan TV image from the International Space Station on February 10th. VU3WHO14 is an 8th grade student of St Paul's School, Rajkot, India. He received the SSTV image at 5.33am UTC. It was a good ISS pass with 56 degrees elevation. Strong signals were received using a three-element Yagi and VHF HT tuned to 145.800 MHz. SSTV audio was recorded on a smartphone and later decoded with MMSSTV. Oh, and he got his amateur radio licence at the age of 13 years. Young Amateurs Radio Club wants to pair youthful contesters with big gun stations. The Young Amateurs Radio Club Youth Contesting Program wants to match groups of enthusiastic young contesters with big gun stations to gain operating experience during the CQ Worldwide WPX SSB contest over the March 30th, 31st weekend. The YCP is a weekend initiative for groups of young amateur radio contesters in the US and Canada. It will hopefully enable a new dimension of the hobby for young hams who have contested a little before and set a new precedent for the welcoming of a new generation of radio sport aficionados, explained YARC board member Sterling Mann, N0SSC, a 27-year-old electrical engineer who helps manage YARC programs and outreach. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Radio Scouting Thinking Day on the Air Thinking Day on the Air takes place this weekend, the 16th and 17th of February.
A list of known stations is displayed on the station list page of the website guidesontheair.co.uk. Currently, as well as UK stations, guides and scouts are taking part from Canada, USA and the Netherlands. If you hear these stations on the air, please give the young people taking part plenty of good contacts. I'm Bruce. VK3 Triple F. Socially speaking, 2019. VK2, it's the Wyong Field Day, Feb 24. VK6, it's Perth Tech, March 2. VK7, it's Meet the Voice event at Ross, March 23 and 24. And what's happening April 13 in VK4? Announcing an important update to Redfest 2019 to be held at the St Michael's College on the Braby Island Road on Saturday the 13th of April. Greetings from the Redcliffe and District Radio Club here in South East Queensland. Robert Thompson, VK4TFN here. The date for booking tables has been brought forward. Vendors can book their tables starting now. Don't forget the raffle. We'll sell tickets at the gate on the day. At 10.38am, we'll draw the raffle for the UHF Digital Mobile Radio Transceiver, TYT Model MD-380, value $130. Of course, to win it, you must be in it. To be in it, you must be at Redfest 2019 on Saturday the 13th of April. For more details, please go to www.redcliffradioclub.org.au. You can also find us on Facebook, by and 73s. From over at Redfest, down to the BRL Radio Group's annual gathering in VK5, Overland Corner, South Australia, April 6. Also in VK5, Southeast Radio Group's 2019 annual convention and the Australian Fox Hunting Championships, June 8 and 9. And VK3, the Ballarat Amateur Radio Group's Barg Hamvention, October 27. So now, until next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4, Baker Baker. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.